Oh, and before we begin, just a side note, we're talking about the lessons learned from my last launch, the Marketing Impact Academy 2.0. And by the time you're hearing this episode, we have probably already closed registration. But I invite you to get on the waiting list. You can do that by going to marketingimpactacademy.com. So today on Build Your Tribe, I thought I would share very honestly and frankly some of the successes and some of the, well, I wouldn't call them failures, but lessons for sure that we've learned in our last product launch. And that is the launch of Marketing Impact Academy 2.0. Whoo, boy, oh boy, did I have to eat some crow this week. We also were able to clink some champagne glasses. There was a lot to celebrate, but there was also a lot to reflect on and some some changes we need to make and some things I really want to share with you because I know as business owners, we kind of watch each other and we see people do things and we we don't always know, hey, did that work out? Like, was that a good thing? Was that a bad thing? And when we don't know, it can be dangerous. It could be risky anyways to try that ourselves. So in full disclosure, I thought I would share with you some things we did differently, those things that worked, those things that we definitely learned some lessons from and in Build Your Tribe True Fashion share my answers. Off to the show. Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. We're recording on my pink microphone. So the very first question I have is from Hillary who asks, affiliates, what did you do differently with affiliates? Really great question. So last year, I believe, yeah, technically we had like 50 affiliates. And last year, well, you know, technically I say 50 affiliates, even though we allowed 100 affiliates to sign up. I know, right? So, and there are, if you look at what other people do, you know, because that's kind of how we learn, right? We look at what other people do. You, you know, go, wow, that person was really successful. So we should probably do that too. And I look at other people in my space and most of them have a lot of affiliates, some of them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of affiliates, some of them thousands of affiliates. Last year, we decided, well, you know, let's do that. So last year, we used a lot of affiliates. We only used affiliates that we personally approved, that actually applied, that were real people who had gone through our program. Some people will allow anyone to become an affiliate because that's what they do. They have a loyal tribe of people who trust them. And, you know, usually that means that they have vetted the programs because they're not going to recommend something that makes them look bad. So we decided last year to use about 100 affiliates. And it, it was crazy because of those 100, there's like 50 of them that really, truly know the program, know you, have the right kind of lifers, and they're smart and they've done it before and they, um, they're easy to work with. But there was another large percentage of that group who it was the first time they'd been an affiliate. They hadn't gone through the entire program. Just prior, they'd maybe recommended somebody else's program that was similar. So there was a lot of, I don't want to say conflict, but their messages were conflicting. And we just decided, you know, oh, and then what happened worse after that, then what happened, and this is really common, is that there's this... And I don't know if you guys even know this, but I didn't know it before I got into this space. There were programs and people who I learned a lot from, and I loved going to their seminars, and I loved going to their workshops, and I loved using their online products. And then when I found out, I, I was recommending tons of people to go to it anyways, and then when I found out I could be an affiliate for them, 
I'm like, this is fantastic because I'm like kind of forcing all my friends to go through this anyways because they need to learn this. That makes sense. I should definitely be rewarded for that. This is cool. And then I learned that most people, when they do a send for you, that's what it's called. So if you have an email list, let's say you have 5,000 people on your email list, right? And I ask you if you'd like to be an affiliate for me and you send notification to your subscribers, your fans, your customers. You send a certain number of emails out saying, hey, here's this thing. Here's how I I know about it. Here's my opinion on it. Here's my link. It is customary practice that you then owe that person a send. Does that make sense? Now, it's not written in stone and no one's going to make you sign a contract, but it's, it's just kind of expected that if someone sends for you, you are required to send for them. And I don't want to call it, um, is it tit for tat? But a lot of people say that you're supposed to basically, let's say I have a list of 50,000 and you have a list of 5,000. Then what's fair is if you send to your list of 5,000, then I should send to 5,000 on my list. Does that make sense? And that's how it's supposed to work. And I didn't know that. Dang it. I wonder if Kristen's watching and she can reschedule that call for me. I'm going to be in trouble. I have a call I forgot was scheduled at 2.30. It would be really bad of me not to take it. It'll only take five minutes. I forgot. Dang it, I hate it when that happens. Can I come back? I'll have to come back because it would be rude not to take this call. I know. It was really hard. It was really hard to schedule it. Okay. I got to go do the call. It should only take 10 minutes and then I will be back and we'll talk. Don't let me forget that we we're talking about affiliates because I have to talk to you about whether or not you should do a 2.0 for your program. Um, I want, I got to share, I got to share all that stuff with you. Like there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of smart things we did this year. I mean, like insanely smart. Like, you know, we're up 600%. We have 600% more people registered for the Marketing Impact Academy this year. And I want to tell you what we figured out has done that. But I got to take this call. Where I left off was... Last year, we had almost 100, I believe, close to 100 affiliates, most of whom didn't really end up doing much for us, but maybe like 50 of them were people who had gone through the Marketing Impact Academy, they had figured out how to build a business, they had used the tools to build their own business, and they were successful with it, so they were going to be like the best people to talk about it, and they were the people we were most comfortable having as our affiliates. But to be honest, there are a whole bunch of people on there who, frankly, become like affiliate, being a, an affiliate marketer is their business, and so they would, you know, market their own program, market our programs, market programs that are very similar to our programs, and so I think the message gets muddied, and I'm not a fan of that. Then the next problem was it requires a lot on your staff. This year, we decided for smart success, let's not use any affiliates because 
I want people, if they're going to be talking about smart success, I want people to know that they're talking about it because it freaking works. And I think when someone is an affiliate, you sometimes wonder like, okay, so are they talking about this because they're an affiliate or are they talking about this because they love it? So we decided even though it would probably dramatically affect our results, we weren't going to use any affiliates for smart success. And there are other people in my industry who are, you know, their success, the numbers that they use to sell programs are huge. And it's in great part because they have a huge, huge, huge affiliate army, if you will. And we're like, yeah, but there's always a cost. You know what I mean? Like that's a headache too. I mean, you always have to look at what's good and recognize that things are usually fair, right? So no matter how big things are, you always have to imagine like the things are fair too. You know what I mean? Like so there's always headache. So this year what we decided to do was to only pick like a handful. Basically, I think we have like seven hand-picked affiliates and they had to be people who we know live, breathe, and eat Marketing Impact Academy, that they've helped other people go through it, that they go through it routinely, that they are regularly um, going back and checking on the modules, that they have applied it to their business, and that their businesses have grown because of it. And we only decided to take on basically seven affiliates. So that was our first decision, seven versus 100. And we knew, yeah, it's probably going to affect our bottom line, but how valuable to us is it that our staff wouldn't be overwhelmed. So an example of that would be someone like Tiffany. And there's many other examples too, but we wanted to make sure it was easier on our staff and that the people who were affiliates, now this is different. This is just my personal opinion. I don't I didn't learn this from anybody. It just seemed like it made sense to me. Is so I'm like I don't want anyone to be an affiliate unless I know them. I like them and I would want to introduce my tribe to them. Like, so I know that's weird because I don't think most people operate that way. And we've, and in the past, true confession, true confession. I have used affiliates in the past that I don't agree with their marketing techniques, how they conduct themselves in real life. I don't agree with their ethics. I don't agree with their values, but they had a huge list. And that's just the truth. And we were like, oh, can you believe this person wants to be an affiliate for us? Can you believe it? Uh, and, you know, it's like, well, they're selling our program, so there's there's no risk in that, right? But I don't know. It just, it still didn't feel right. I don't know how to describe it. You know what I mean? Because it's not like we were exposing our list to them. It was more they were taking people who were on their list and exposing them to our stuff. So it shouldn't be a bad thing. But for whatever reason, maybe it's just I don't like dealing with those kind of people. And then... I later learned, as is the practice, I'm just going to give you guys the dirt right now. I'm just going to give you guys the dirt. A lot of people in this online space have this expectation that if you have promoted something of theirs, I mean, if they have promoted something of yours, you owe them equal promotion. And I don't like that. And I don't expect it. You know, I don't know if it's yuck. I don't know if it's yuck. I don't know that it's bad. I don't know if it's icky. That seems fair, right? Like if, if I've done something for you in your business, you should maybe think about doing something of to reciprocate in yours. I don't know that it's yucky, but it just felt like 
I hate owing people something. Are you with me? Nobody hates owing someone something more than my husband. Brett won't take a favor. He won't take somebody like paying for the check. Brett won't let somebody, you know, say, hey, you can borrow my truck. None of that. Brett will never, ever, ever accept a favor or even someone just doing something nice. He's always like, uh, well, now we owe them. Like, and he hates that feeling. And so he's passed that on to me. And um, I am uncomfortable with it too. I don't like owing people things. Like, I guess it's because when I do something nice, it's because I'm doing something nice. It's not because I'm expecting you to owe me later, you know? And I do think a lot of people expect that uh, when they do something nice for you, you're going to do something nice back. And so that's business. And that has been one of the toughest things for me to get used to in business is that it's just business. It's not personal and to try to figure out how to maintain what's important to you with your values and your ethics and not do business with certain people because you just don't like them. And it took me a long time to figure out, I, I can do that if I want. I might not move ahead as fast as I'd like to. Because everyone says you should be working with this person. Everyone says, that you, oh, this person's great. Oh, but they have da-da-da. And they've got a big list. And they've got all this reach. And they know so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And I'm just like, yeah, but it doesn't feel right. So I'm okay with growing smaller. And I personally believe you are rewarded when you do things for the right reason in the long run. Maybe not in the short term, but in the long run, you are. Always. I haven't seen it disproved in my own life, but I will say it is sometimes a slower process. And so you've probably noticed if you're on our email list, we have sent for uh, promoted, if you will, a couple of things this year, but just because I like those people and I like their books. Like we didn't send for any big programs this year. And frankly, you can make a ton of money. I know people who make six and seven figures for being the right affiliate for the right program. And we didn't send for any of them this year because I'm like, you know what? I want to help out some people like Lewis Howes with his book. Like I love that guy and I love that he shared his story. And when his book comes out, I'm not, we're not going to ask him to send for us. Let's just, let's just blast his book because it's a great book and it's a great message and people need to hear this and let's just do that, you know? And that we weren't affiliates for. We just wanted to help him. And my friend Natalie, her book is coming out and I, I love Natalie and I want to help her. So we'll, we'll help people with that book as well. But I just want you to know that's a common practice. It is a common practice that in affiliate marketing, the people who send for you, typically there is either reciprocation that you're expected to send for them and or there's that. And then there's also um, the expectation that like if they sent to 5,000, then you should send to 5,000. Now, not everybody operates that way, but some people do. And that just that I didn't know that when I first got into this, I was like, and, and then the people are like, you know, they kiss your butt all year long. They're like, oh man, I can't wait to help you with the promotion of this thing that you have. I cannot wait to help you. Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. We're going to blow it up for you. My, my people need this thing. Yes, yes, yes. And then you're like, okay, hey, well now our thing is available. So, and they're like, yeah, uh, we're busy. And you're like, oh, hmm, what was that? That was difficult to understand. So this year, we decided to only go with, I think we went with seven affiliates. And it's been really nice on our staff because we know every one of them. Like I have every affiliate's phone number in my phone. They're people who I like. 
the people who I know, the people who I genuinely would love to introduce you to if you don't already know them. And that's made a big difference because it matters. And part of business isn't just making money. It's about doing things that feel right and they feel, they feel, they feel right. That's the best way I can say it. it. Just it just feels right, and I don't always factor money into that. I just go, does does this feel right? Yeah, this feels right. And so we we made that decision. Then the next decision was to go live on Periscope and to spend a considerable amount of my year, the last six months, go, doing a live broadcast almost every single day with rare exception that has been my focus that I have gone on either a live Facebook or a live Periscope almost every single day for six months and then in the true mindset of smart success I had to follow my own rules and know that if I'm going to put something on my plate I have to take something off my plate so that meant I had to take something off my plate if I was going to do a live broadcast every day. So I decided to turn my podcast time, the time that I was going into studio to record my podcast, and instead I said, I'll just take it from here. That way I am not adding something to my plate. I'm combining two things, and it worked out great. So uh, that that has increased the size of our list pretty substantially, but but I don't think that's what has really made the difference because this year we've had, I think Brett, as he had mentioned, this year our launch for um, Marketing Impact Academy is up 600%. Did I just say that? I did. And it happened on day one and we're like, what? This is a, this is a mistake. This is an error. There's no way. There's no way we're up 600%. Well, it won't, it won't maintain. And it has. I mean, there was like one day in there where we were up, we were up 300% over last year, but we've been up 600%. And so I attribute that to live streaming, number one, and potentially two more factors that I'm going to share with you. So, and I don't know if it's one of these or all three combined, but live streaming where I've connected with business owners. So if you go on my Facebook wall, I still tend to attract a ton of fitness people there. But here on Periscope, y'all aren't interested in fitness. Y'all just want business. And I love that. So that's number one is live streaming every day. Number two is we really focused on our testimonials. And instead of me telling the story of Marketing Impact Academy, we decided to allow that story to be told by our most successful students. And I'm happy to tell you that this year we are having a – success contest and we are going to for the marketing impact academy student who we're, we're going to have five awards but the top winner is going to get ten thousand dollars in cash plus they're going to receive brett and i personally mentoring them for a year that's a twenty thousand uh, dollar mentorship program and we're also going to give them their own personal uh, podcast appearance, plus we'll blast them out to social media, which has about a 5 million reach. So we're going to give that to five people who are in Marketing Impact Academy this year. We, all, we start together on Monday, and we'll have different categories, but they need to be people who are able to make an impact with their business. And yeah, because you know why? 
because their stories are so powerful. So this year's winner is Carlos. And I think you guys may have seen his testimonial video. He's a gentleman who was a full-time soccer coach and decided to market his expertise in helping parents understand what they would need to do in order to get their kid in a position to uh, win a scholarship. So Carlos, uh, we've already been working with him. He's this year's winner. And this year, in addition to his cash award, he'll be mentoring with Brett and I personally. And um, we're excited to help him with his business. You know, we used to take applications and work with a pretty sizable group of people. And then we decided not to do that anymore. We decided, you know, it'd be fun to just reward people who we already know are workers, like our doers. Our people are like, just show me the steps, coach. Just show me the steps. And he was so, so touched and excited. And it's fun to work with people like that. It's fun to work with people like Tiffany. It's fun to work with people like Nicole. And it's fun to help people's businesses grow and to allow them to see things that they, sometimes you're too close to it to see. And I get obsessed with this stuff. I see things in people's businesses uh, and I just go berserk because I'm like, you got to call me. You got to call me because I just thought of this brilliant idea and it's going to change everything for you. You got to call me. And I start freaking out. You can ask Brett. And I, because I, I don't want to say I'm psychic because that's kind of silly, but I do have a gift of seeing what's going to happen in someone's business like way before they see it. And maybe it's because we're all too close to it, but I freak, that's like my hobby. And so I'm sure there's people on here right now who are in the Marketing Impact Academy and you already know I'm up in your dish. I, I can already see things like I'm, I'm already up in people's dish. I've already private messaged a ton of people. I'm like, okay, so um, I don't know if you've picked up on this, but you have this, yeah. Anyways, I'm really excited for those of you who are um, in the Academy. And I know a lot of you have been asking about the scholarships that we award for MIA, but we, this is another thing that we learned. We don't award the scholarships until after we close registration. Here's why. I want people to win those scholarships who had already intended to pay for it, who were already fully invested. Because when you give something to someone and they aren't personally invested in it, they don't use it. There's such rare exceptions to this. I mean, it's so rare. I have dear, dear, dear close friends who I'm like, oh my God, I can see, I can see everything your business could be. And I so want to give you Marketing Impact Academy right now. I so want to do this. And I can't because I love you. And if I give it to you, it has no value. It's too easy to quit. It's too easy to spend two months and then give up. Because when you make that kind of investment, you hold your feet to the fire, don't you? So the number one reason why I think we grew or increased 600% this year is number one, we, I started doing live streaming almost every day. Number two, testimonials. Number three is we decided to veer from the traditional launch formula. Now, the traditional launch formula I learned from studying, you know, other people who do it like Brendan Burchard, but the person who's really created the blueprint for launching a product is... Jeff Walker. And Jeff Walker is the creator and developer of a program called the Product Launch Formula. So, and we've studied, I mean, trust me, I am a very, very good student. I'm going to be going to Arizona next week for Product Launch Formula. I am a student of Jeff's and I study his academy and I go through my notes and I look at his videos before I film. But this year we decided to, while we use many of 
the foundational practices of product launch formula, we also decided to apply our own infomercial knowledge. And rather than, and, and not just the infomercial knowledge, but also the knowledge that I have of my lifer. So you know your lifer really, really well. And you also know their psychology and their mentality because they're like pretty much just like you. And I know me personally, when I'm in somebody's launch and I'm, I'm waiting for that second video and I'm waiting for that third video. I'm waiting for that fourth video and I just want to buy it. You know, I get frustrated and I forget. And then I'm, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm annoyed now. Now, now I'm annoyed. I have to wait for four videos. Right. And it's in the fourth video after all this teaching and uh, multitude of content that you're then allowed to enter the program. So what we decided to do is to serve our lifers in much the way my brain works, which is like, hey, if I want it, give it to me now. Just tell me what it is. Don't sell me. Explain to me what it is. Explain to me what it does. Explain to me why I might need it. Tell me what's included. Tell me how much it costs, how I pay for it. And tell me what I need to do if I don't like it. Tell me what my options are if this was a a purchase I shouldn't have made. If it's not right for me, tell me what to do. And do that all in one video, kind of like an infomercial, right? Like an infomercial is 30 minutes and you basically, you hear what the program is, you see, you know, a, a screen of basically everything you get. And then the rest of the infomercial is somebody else telling you about the program, the people who went, went through it, right? So I looked at what we've always known in infomercials and followed a very specific formula for our videos. And this year, our team, we put together what is very much like an infomercial. And rather than me telling people about how awesome Marketing Impact Academy is, if you watch one of my fitness infomercials, you'll, you won't even know it's mine. Like you won't see me on TV very much. You'll see um, the people who have had success with it. And Obviously, I spend a lot of time on camera. Obviously, I can be pretty convincing. Obviously, I'm very passionate about the programs that I create. So why is it every infomercial I've ever done, you don't see much of me? Because that the person who created that thing isn't the best person to sell that thing. That's why. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same weight and the same value if I tell you it's awesome it has far more power and far more value and far it's more interesting if somebody else tells you it's powerful. You, and the other reason why is because of this. Because you look at whoever it was that created that thing and you say to yourself, well, of course it worked for you. You're you. I'm looking for someone who looks and sounds more like me. And what happens when people see a testimonial is they see themselves. And therefore, they believe, well, if it worked for him and he's a lot like me, it would probably work for me. So that made a really big difference for us this year. And because of that, we are up 600%. Okay, so then do you want to hear about my big mistake lesson, lesson learned? Because I really feel like I need to explain this because, man, because I know how I am. I look at other entrepreneurs and I'm like, ooh, should I be doing that too? Okay, so, so far, everything I've shared with you was a good idea. Here's the piece where we have a major, major learning lesson. I had to eat crow and I really want you to know about it because I have friends who are entrepreneurs who are like, hey, should I be doing that too? I'm like, no, no, triple dog, no. So here's what happened. 
I recognize that there's a lot of students in Marketing Impact Academy who had built a list, who had understood finally attraction marketing, who had learned how to build freemiums and recognize their expertise and they had all of the pieces of a very solid foundation for their business and they understood their expertise and they understood that they had a product to develop. But in Marketing Impact Academy, I hadn't taught them how to develop a product and how to sell a product or move a product or get people to act on a product without selling. That was not in the Marketing Impact Academy. There is that assumption that most people would figure out what they should develop, but we didn't spend a lot of time teaching people what product to develop next so that you're serving people not just what they want, but what you want to give people too. Because let's face it, you guys, if I asked my customers, hey, what would you guys like from me? They would still be telling me right now, we want $19 uh, workout DVDs from you. If I were to ask my students, if I were to ask my following what they want from me, that's what they would say because they didn't know I had something more valuable to offer them. They didn't know that I had something bigger than weight loss to change their freaking lives, right? It's kind of like um, uh, Henry Ford. Henry Ford is often quoted as saying, if he asked people what they wanted, they would have told him, we want a faster horse. But that's because they didn't know that they wanted something better. So I realized I've got to create another training system. I've got to teach people product development because we've made so many mistakes and we figured out so many things and we've, we've, we've created things in the wrong order and we've created programs that were too big and then we had to break them apart and we created programs that were too small and we've created programs that I thought people would love and nobody wanted it. And we figured this out and we figured out how to select names and how to focus group. And because of my experience in infomercials, I know how to do test groups and focus groups. And test groups and focus groups make for the perfect products. That way you're not creating this test tube product in your kitchen that you think, oh man, the world is going to love this. Everybody's going to want this. And then you produce it and nobody wants it. And maybe it's the name and maybe it's the product and maybe it's a lot of those things. But I want to teach people this because this is what I've been mentoring privately a lot of case studies and people who are graduates of Marketing Impact. So I'm like, I've got to, so I've got to create a course. This is a whole nother beast. I've got to create a course to teach people this, product development and product sales. However, if I create this program, I know what people are going to do. They're going to buy this without knowing the foundation. Because as I've always said, don't you dare create a program. Don't you dare go selling something until you have clearly defined your lifer, who it is you want to serve, what it is you want to give people, not just what people want from you, but what is it you want to give people? What do you want to leave as your legacy? And how do you build your list? And then once you figure that out, once you've built your list, once you know who your lifers are, once you know the legacy you want to leave, once you've figured out who it is you want to serve, then and only then can you create or should you create a product. So my fear was, and we kept going around and around on this, uh, about this subject at, at Team Johnson, is, you know, and there are members of our team who are like, well, who cares? That's people's, you tell everybody that. That's their problem if they don't figure it out. If they don't know, and you've told them a million times they need to have a list and that they need to have, know who their lifer is, and they buy this product development 
and infomercial sales program. That's what we were creating. And if they buy that, Shalane, and they haven't bought Marketing Impact Academy, that's, that's their bad. I'm like, but I know, but everyone's going to do it and it's going to bug me because they won't have success selling or moving product unless they've gone through Marketing Impact Academy. So what do we do? So we toyed with creating that program and not allowing people to buy it until after they had been through Marketing Impact Academy. In other words, having a, um, a prerequisite. Like you have to have been through MIA before you buy the product development and infomercial sales program. But then we kept coming up with exceptions. Like, yeah, but what if somebody already, already knows already has a list like there's people I know already have a list but they really don't know much about sales psychology and they don't know much about that infomercial formula and they don't know much about product development and focus groups and testing but they do have a list and they do have lifers so like would they have to buy MIA like they shouldn't have to right if they've already got all that figured out and so we kept coming up with all these like exceptions and then I um, kind of put my foot down at our dining room table, we were all sitting around the table and I said, I think they need to go together. I think that we include them. I think that we put the program inside of a program. Like we, we take Marketing Impact Academy and we just attach another full-blown program to it. And then we said, okay, but now how much do we charge? How much do we charge if there's two programs together? Well, we have to at least take it up $1,000 because this is going to be a $1,000 program. And I'm like, uh that's going to be a hard sell. And it's a lot. Like it, it's a lot. So we decided to call it Marketing Impact 2.0. And what Marketing Impact 2.0 is, is really $3,000 worth of programs. And that's, a, that's an understatement. It's really a $1,000 program and a $5,000 program. I just want to put it out there that I... It's a lesson learned and in hindsight, here's what happened. Major customer service nightmare because people weren't clear because it was difficult to explain. Like you just heard the whole backstory and it's super confusing, right? It's super confusing to explain this stuff. I mean, I've gone over and over and over trying to explain to people why, <laughs> why it's insane and why it's so amazing. But it's hard to, conf- it's, it's kind of confusing, number one. So I would, and number two, is by calling it Marketing Impact 2.0, we didn't know what to call it because it's really two programs bundled together for the same price as Marketing Impact. And so it's really not enhanced because Marketing Impact Academy is still available. You can still buy MIA 1.0 and it's still we're still doing updates for it. A lot of the updates are the new content that we're putting in 2.0. So you can see, like, I don't know that I've got this messaging right. And lesson learned... I agree now with my staff that it has created a lot of extra work for me, a ton of customer service problems. Um, it's just, it's, it's been a nightmare. And what we probably should have done in hindsight is offer the two programs separately. And I don't know, we may do that moving forward. We've talked a lot about it. It is confusing. Who does it benefit? Obviously, it totally benefits the customer. I mean, hello. But when you look at, if you crunch the numbers, it wasn't the wisest business decision on our part. So we are in discussions about um, making them available to everybody, right? Like, so like, let's say you have Marketing Impact 1.0 and like six months from now, you're like, you know, I really would like to develop my own product and learn how to, how to sell it. But 
do I have to get 2.0? And we would say no. And we would sell, we would offer you the um, separate academy on product development and sales. So I just want to like honestly share with you our thought process. That's how it went down. And it was me stomping my feet and saying, I know, I think this is, I think this is going to serve our people. And I, I think it'll be easy to explain. And I was wrong. It was not easy to explain it. I thought people were going to jump up and down and be like, what? Are you kidding me? And like some people did. I, I, got, I got thank you cards today in the mail from people who got it. And I got flowers sent to the office. Who gets flowers sent to the office after, you know, somebody makes a huge investment like that, then they send you flowers. So like a lot of people did get it, but a lot of people didn't get it. Like they didn't understand. So I thought people would be like, what? the heck and like freaking out and we did not get that reaction what we here's the reaction we got I don't understand I don't I don't understand so that's just a lesson learned what would I do differently I probably would have separated I don't know if I would have separated them because I when I get stubborn I get stubborn but in hindsight I pr- it would probably have made more sense to initially just separate them and given our MIA 1.0 students like a big discount on the upgrade. And then the new students who were enrolling in 1.0, we should have said, hey, by the way, if you think anytime in the near future you would want um, to learn how to develop your own products and how to sell them without being salesy, you might want to, and we, sh- could have so- we could have offered it as an upsell. In hindsight, because I had a friend who was like, okay, so I'm going to do this too. And I'm like, do not, girlfriend, do not do as I did. It was not the smartest move. Great move for our customers, but very, very, it did not go as I had intended. Like, I was like, people were pissed. I'm like, are you free? People are pissed? What? You're kidding me, right? And then that made me mad. I know. And then I went and I did a Periscope and I was like, Really? So you don't get this. You don't understand? Well, then I, then I don't have time for you. Like I got annoyed because I was like, they were, because they just didn't understand. They didn't, they didn't understand what it was because it was very hard to explain that it was two academies in one for the same price. I know, it's confusing. I know. I know. I don't, I know. Because people don't like change and number one and number two is I did a terrible job of explaining it because I thought too much information would make it more confusing because you have to remember I'm explaining it to people who have been my students for a long time and I'm also explaining it to people who've just met me and they've just been following me for like the last six months and so it was like okay how much information do they like you know sometimes there's too much information I did not do a very good job explaining it but if I had then we wouldn't have been inundated we were inundated inundated with calls and questions and complaints and I was like wow we were just trying to be nice y'all so anywho I don't suspect that we'll offer these two programs bundled together again I doubt it I I just think it makes much more sense to separate them it makes sense for, for from our standpoint and so a couple things I want to say to you number one is language Now notice, I've said that this is a lesson learned. If I told you it was a mistake, that confuses people. So if I said, hey, you guys, me putting these two programs together as Marketing Impact 2.0, that was a mistake. That's the wrong verbiage to use, and you'll never hear me use that verbiage. I'll say it was a lesson learned, or it was an error on my part. 
but I, you won't hear me say it was a mistake because when you say those things to your customers, it's really important to be honest and transparent, but also to make sure they have confidence. So if I were to say it were it was a mistake, which is semantics, right? But if I were to say that, it gives people the impression that the program is a mistake. So when I tell my story and I share with people the fact that um, Shalene Extreme was a program that works and gives people amazing results, but it didn't sell on TV, that's how I say it. And that's important because if I were to say Shalene, and I, I, and I know this by making the mistake of saying Shalene Extreme didn't work. What I mean is it didn't work on TV but other people hear it didn't work so I just bought it and so you're telling me it doesn't work. You see, it's, it's, it's what we hold on to. It's word choice. So then I had to learn, relearn to tell that story and say, the, and, and I start by saying, Shalene Extreme, that program works and people get amazing results and people are buying it to this day and it's teaching them how to strength train but it didn't sell on TV. See the difference? It's really, your word choice is very, very important. The words that you're using to market your programs are everything. You'll, and, and it's, and for those of you who are in the Marketing Impact Academy, I'm going to teach you how to know what those words are and what words to avoid because you can find three words that all mean the same thing, but two of them repel your customers and one of them sticks. And so I'm going to teach you how to use those words and define those words because often, you know, you as you and I as the expert, none of those words offend us or repel us. In fact, we want the most powerful of those three words, but our customers aren't where we are. So they aren't ready for some of those words. For example, and do you guys want me to just give you one of my, one of the lessons that's in Marketing Impact 2.0, part of the sales modules. You want to hear this? Part of the sales modules? Okay, here we go. Here, here you go. This is a golden tip. Write this down. Write this down. Oh, this, you're going to love this. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. And let's see if you guys picked up on when I did this. So whenever I'm trying to decide how to name a program or the words to use to market a program, I will go to my Facebook page or wherever you have the biggest social media following and you pick you pick three ways of saying the same thing. So I will go to my Facebook page and I will say, if I could help you with one of the following, which one would it be? And I actually did this. I actually did this. I went to my Facebook page and I said, which of the following would you most want me to help you with? Number one, how to get people to take action. Number two, how to serve people without feeling salesy. Number three, how to crush it in sales. All three are the same thing. All three are the same thing. And by a landslide, do you know what people voted for on my page? By a landslide, they said how to get people to take action by a landslide. Now what I did was very intentional. And I'm going to, you guys are going to, those of you who are in marketing impact, are you excited now? Because I'm going to show you exactly how I chose those words. The first option, there was no mention of the word sale or sell or salesy, nothing. It was just how to get 
people to take action. The second choice came in just a little bit firmer. How to get, how to serve without feeling salesy. And the third option came in strong. How to crush it in sales. And you could see the first, I would have probably picked, because I'm like, take me to the, take, take me to your leader. Take me directly to the gold. Serve it to me straight, right? Like I might have been, me personally, I might have been attracted to how to crush it in sales, even though I don't like to sell, right? But by polling my audience, I learned from that poll, by a landslide, they don't like the word sales, but they want people to take action. Now, had Grant Cardone had Grant Cardone put, I should actually challenge him to put the exact same poll to his Facebook family because I guarantee, I shouldn't guarantee, I would guess I would be willing to make a wager that 90% of his audience would say how to crush it in sales because that's who he attracts. It's very, very important that you know how to name and market your programs or your people, even if it is the car they need, if they think they want a faster horse and you're marketing to them a car, they don't even know what that is. And they're not interested in changing the oil. And they're not interested in tires that are going to go flat. They just want to get from point A to point B faster. So I'm going to teach you that in the Marketing Impact Academy, how to select the right words and how to market things so that it works for your life or not somebody else's that you're watching, you're trying to do what they do. Yeah, you you really have to understand how to serve your lifers and not in the way that the people who you're watching or other people in your space are serving their lifers because their lifers are very, very different. So I thought I would share those lessons with you. And hopefully you've taken away the fact that it's most important that you don't just wing it, that you test this stuff. I really should have brought it to my lifers and talked it through. And I I should have shared our thoughts and our direction. I I should have done a beta test for our product development. And I mean, we we had been testing it, but I should have done a beta test on selling that course independently. We had already been testing all the modules and how to create a baby offer. We'd done all of the case studies, but I hadn't done a beta launch to see how that program would do standing on its own. So I combined it with on a hypothesis, and I never believe in today's day and age you ever need to do anything based on hypothesis ever again because of this, because we have the ability to check with our audience and say, what, what do you want? What do you prefer? Here's what I'm thinking. How would you position this? How would this benefit you? What questions might you have? All of those things. Dr. Michaela is an example of one of our case studies, and she's one of the people you will learn in the new Marketing Impact Academy on how to launch a beta program as a baby offer. It's taking your very base level lesson of what could be a bigger academy and figuring out how to price it, how to name it, how to market it, what words to use, what words to avoid, how to make the program better, all those things. Anyways, I thought I would share with you some of our lessons learned. Um, We have been blown away. Blown away by this launch. It's insane. Gratitude doesn't even begin to express how um, 
blessed I feel to have so many people excited and 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 taking this leap with their business and making an investment in themselves and promising to stay focused and to do the work and and I can't wait to see who wins those coveted spots next year. I want to give you that $10,000 check and I want everybody to hear your story on my podcast which is now at over I think we're at over 13 million downloads. I want to give you that press, man. I want to put you on my face. I want to blast your business. And I want you guys to tune in and see those students who this year we're featuring their stories. Um, One of which, of course, is, yes, Miss Tiffany Bymaster. Tiffany, oh, sorry, you guys know her as Coach Glitter. But if you tune in, you will see those stories. I'm going to show those stories. And you can see some of them right now by going to shaleenjohnson.live. Shaleenjohnson.live. Yeah, that's another thing. If you are a Debbie Downer whiner complainer, wah, 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 I refund your money and I kick you out of the group. I mean, I do it politely. That group is golden and I protect it with like a Ginsu knife and a karate kick. We have no time for people who are like, I'm, I'm, and then I don't know. This doesn't seem to be working for. I just don't have time because my husband and then the dog and. That's okay. I understand. Here's your money back. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to pray on it. Check it out. Go inside. But if it's not for you, I don't want you in it. I'll give you your money back. You can spend a whole month in there and go, yeah, it's, I'm not ready. Fine. We'll give you your money back. All right, guys. I got to go. Thank you for listening. Great to spend this time with you. Go check it out. You want to you wanna check it out? Go to Shaleen johnson.live. All right, guys. Bye. This episode is a special episode brought to you by marketingimpactacademy.com. It's an online school that we open up registration to just once a year. If you want to build a better online business, if you don't want to be a slave to your laptop or your phone or to feel like you're constantly on social media, if you don't want to waste a ton of money developing websites or or spending money on SEO experts, I invite you to check out marketingimpactacademy.com. And if we have already closed registration by the time you hear this message, don't worry, we'll put you on our list and you'll be first to be notified when we open up registration next year. To learn more and to take advantage of my free teaching videos, go to marketingimpactacademy.com. And of course, I'll include a link in my show notes.